Today's verse is Romans 6, 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? This is Jonathan Porter. Thanks for listening to Remnant, my daily verse-by-verse devotional. We are working our way through Paul's letter to the Romans one verse at a time. All right, 6-1 means this is the beginning of um, chapter 6. So we are, Paul is pivoting a little bit here. Um, and this um, this chapter deals with um, with sanctification. It deals with what it means to be dead to sin and alive to God. Um, so I'll, this, this devotional is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to set up what's going on here in chapter 6. Uh, I'm doing that because... We have two questions in um, in verse one, and the answer is coming in in verse two tomorrow. So, uh, so what what's the point of answering that when uh, I just ruined tomorrow's? I did that once where it was a, it was a question, and I, I gave away the answer, and I was like, all right, well, the next day I didn't have a lot to talk about, so uh, I'm going to leave you with a, with this cliffhanger today. Uh, not really, you you know what the answer is, um, but. So instead, I'm going to set up sort of where we are um, and where we're where we're going today. Um, so where Paul has Paul spent really the first five chapters, most of the first five chapters uh, in his letter to the to the church in Rome, um, sort of developing the the part of the gospel that centers on sin and and salvation and the tension between those two and how you know one overcomes the other, um, showing. Showing that he starts by showing that depravity of humankind is total, but that the power of grace of God is always more powerful. Uh, so he spent a lot of time getting us up to that point. That's the sort of background. the The previous uh, material on um, on redemption, sanctification, justification dealt with the legal side. I think you'll you'll recall that a lot of the terms that we um, that, that we used like trespass. Um, Trespass and uh, well, yeah, trespass was was a continued one, but there were several several others that were legal terms, legal terms for for shortcomings. Adam was, um, he, you know, Paul used legal terms to describe what Adam did and what we do. Those are those are legal terms, and then he used um, terms to talk about how um, grace overcomes those legalities. So he's been um, he's been dealing with the legal side of the salvation process, but now what we're doing is turning to the Christian life that results, um, looking at how sin is defeated within the life of the believer. Um, uh, Grant Osborne writes that sin is an invading army trying to enslave us, but Christ, through the Spirit, liberates us from its attempt to take over our lives, and that's what we're that's what we're doing here in in chapter six. So, um, justification is just the the first moment of sanctification, but this chapter tells us how that process works itself out in us. This is a um, this is a like a I don't know, like a roadmap to receiving. Um, to receiving sanctification, to over to over restoring our lives, um, we've got the legal side already about how you know. In theory, we know the like science behind how sin defeats, or, um, um, how uh, grace defeats sin. Now we're going to receive it um, in our day to day. This is the this is the 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 step by step or the um, you know the. Um, 
this is going to talk about how we how we receive this one's going to be personal it's the you know we started with the macro now we're moving micro um if anyone gets that um so there's two two big sections here in chapter six uh and they both flow from rhetorical questions we just read the the first one in in um in verse one the second one's coming in verse 15 um the so first the first 14 verses describe how uh the saints have died to sin and are now alive to god um, dead to sin, alive to God. That's what my ESV study Bible titles this section as, dead to sin, alive to God. And then the second, um, which is verses 15 through 23, it shows that God's people have been liberated from enslavement to sin and are now slaves to righteousness. So that's that. That that's what's coming. Um, my um, Again, my ESV study Bible titles that, that section, slaves to righteousness. Um. So let's introduce this question here in verse one. Uh, once again, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? So why is Paul introducing this question? So the the, the gospel of received righteousness is actually a pretty um, radical idea. Um, this it's it's unique. Received righteousness is unique among world religions and philosophies as well. Um, it's, it stands in stark opposition to earned righteousness. So I hope you get by now received righteousness is, is, is opening that free gift. Earned righteousness is spending a lifetime trying to, trying to earn that gift, not, not a gift, uh, like a wage. Paul talks about it in terms of a wage. So it is received righteousness versus earned righteousness and and our Paul's view Jesus what Jesus um, laid out and what the whole Bible culminates in is the concept of received righteousness um, so Paul knows from experience that that this question is coming that there's some form of this question that he always gets um, I think particularly from from Jewish um, Jewish folks um, if if our you know good deeds are are worthless, for earning our salvation, then, then why, why should we be good? Um, if, if the gospel says, you know, you're saved by grace, not by a good life, won't that, won't that message leave the door open to immoral living? So here, Paul is posing this question in uh, chapter six, verse one: um, Should we go on sinning so that grace can increase? Um, I, I don't think that. Um, I don't think that anyone is actually asking him that. I think what he's, I think what's going on here is that he's encountering people who are trying to poke holes in his, um, in his, you know, doctrine, in his, his, his dogma, his theology. Um, people are trying to, um, people are, he, people are trying to say that it's impossible to receive righteousness, that the only way that makes sense is that you have to earn it. Um, so he's addressing that. Uh, and so what he's doing, he's setting up a false conclusion. What shall we say then is a, is a false, it's a, it's, it's setting up a false conclusion. He does this several times. He put, he does it in three, five, four, one. He's going to do it later in seven, seven and eight thirty one. It's setting up this potential false conclusion, uh, addressing a, like an argumentative, um, question. And so, um, because really it's possible that some might misunderstand, that the implications of this promise of God is that is that um, is that they could receive more and more grace if they just continue to to sin, um, and so that's the you know 
in other words, if 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 as sin increases, as we read in five twenty, um, grace superabounded. As as sin abounds, grace superabounds. And so, if we want grace to superabound, we should keep sinning in order to drive up the you know superabundance of grace. Um, again, no one. I don't think anyone's actually saying this. This is more of a theoretical argument that that Paul is is setting up. But what he's going to do uh, in the verses to come is to is to defeat that that technical you know terminology based argument with um, by by talking about how we become alive to God. Um, you're we we are the um, Grant Osborne sort of. He writes this, he says, the danger is that sin would reign all the more in their lives if you follow the logic of this question. But you cannot live in both realms, good and evil, at the same time. Um, and that's what we're that's what we're going to talk about here in, in, in chapter 6, is that you can't live in both. We need to be dead to sin and alive to God, and we're going to talk about how that works. So um, that's the question. Are we to continue that sin... Uh, in, in sin that grace may abound or superabound as as uh, as we read a couple of verses ago, we'll answer that tomorrow. Um, so come back for verse two in chapter six. Uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate um, you and everyone who who listens. So thank you for uh, thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day.